are listening to Wisdom Connection, the media ministry of Wisdom International Network Ministries and Wisdom Chapel International, where we are shaping the future, fulfilling destinies. Get yourself ready to hear from God's servant, Apostle Dr. Sammy N. N. Destiny Connections. One time I was just standing uh, forgotten where Westchester Avenue and I saw uh, one of the buses, the MTA buses that they've written on it MTA your way how many of you have seen that slogan you see MTA going your way means that if you know where you're going you wouldn't go and board a bus that is not going where you're going praise God so God connects us with people who has what it takes to impact our life to where we're going and Sunday, I tried to explain to you these two words. There's this word impact, that's I-M-P-A-C-T. And we have impart, that is I-M-P-A-R-T. You see, impartation and impact are not the same word, but they do the same things. You see, God calls us and he places gifts inside of us and he brings us among a group of people who will impact us if we stay able to keep moving into the direction he's called us into. That's the impact, divine impact. You see, but as you're going where you're going, you need somebody who will impart your life to give you a speedy what, uh, work for what you're doing. Romans chapter 1, we read from verse 7 to 13 and we read 15 to 17. 7 says that to all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So the verse 7 alone can tell you these are people of destiny. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But they don't know they are people of destiny. Paul is just addressing them. He's calling their destiny forth. He says to all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints. We are called to be saints and not just strugglers. Not people who are just trying to get something. Who is a saint? Somebody called by God, sanctified by God, who is on a mission. Hallelujah. It says that what grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank my God, Jesus Christ, for you all, that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayer. So Paul is telling them, I don't waste my prayer on uh, people who don't have anything about them, people who are not going anywhere and they're just wasting their life. But I make mention of you because you're going somewhere. He says, making requests by any means, now at length I might have a prosperous journey by the will of God to come unto you. So Paul is looking up for opportunity to visit them. Why is he going to visit them? You see it in verse 11. Let's read it together. Ready? Read. He says, For I long to see you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end ye may be established. Other translations, I don't know if you still have it. Last Sunday says that you become successful. You become successful. So impartation makes us successful. Are you still here? You see, when I impact your life, I get you in motion. But most people are in motion, but they don't know where they're going. But impartation brings success. Are you still here? You see, impartation is what gives you the sense of direction. One great man of God says that 
It's not how far you go in life. It's more of the direction in which you go. You can't belong to any, every group. You can't be part of any, just anybody. God connects you to specific and some particular people because of your destiny plan. And you see, Paul is looking for fruit, so he is impacting the Romans so that he will can re- what, gain some fruit out of them. How many of you will want to sow seeds upon seeds upon seeds and not expect fruits? You see, we sow seed because we expect fruit. Impartation brings fruit. Look at verse 12. It says, that is that I may be what? Comforted together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. So you see, this is a connection that has nothing to do with church or ministry. Some of us have become so church head that will protect our church and kill our ministry. Think about it. There cannot be a ministry without a minister. And the impartation comes from the ministry, sorry, minister of ministry. They go and enjoy this fruit. Oh, that church is wonderful. So, but they don't know somebody created that atmosphere. Somebody has an anointing that covers that whole ministry. You see, God's power over a man or a woman is what gives that impartation. So tell somebody you need divine connection. For your life to prosper and go beyond and above your expectation, you can't just exist. You have to have you have to have a connection with somebody who knows God, has the power of God over their life, and knows how to motivate and power and push you into your God-given destiny. I've lived in church too long to know that some would love to leave a church because they said God has called them to fulfill a purpose. But then when they have other people under them and they tell them the same thing, they can accept it. Can I get witnesses over here? Yeah, pastors can identify with that better. When they were leaving, they said God called them. They didn't want anybody to advise them. They become prosperous and successful. And they have sons and daughters under them. They don't want them to go anywhere. First the natural before the spiritual. Let me tell you something. Your sons and daughters must leave home or you've, not, you've done a bad job. Think about it. When I was 16, I wanted to leave my father's house. My mom came and begged me, literally, to come back. Why? Because I saw something I needed to fulfill in life. Spiritually, when I became of age, I was working with a group of people I decided to cut out. Why? Because I'm seeing something that anytime I talk about it, they discourage me because they don't see the same thing. You see, destiny calls, destiny beckons, and destiny will make you have sleepless nights. Destiny will not let you live like every other ordinary individual. Destiny will let you wake up at night and pray as if you're crazy. Why? Because you see something not everybody's seeing. But let me tell you something. One can put a thousand, two put ten thousand. Do the math. You see, when God brings your destiny out to you, when God allows you to discover your purpose, you need to connect to somebody who understands where you're going, understands you, and knows how to motivate you to fulfill that. Paul said, I might come to you so I will impart. Say impart. You see, impartation is very, very important. I've heard so many people say, oh, I want to his meetings and my, my ministry change. It's not the Medihim meeting you went, it's the connection you had with Benihim. 
So never join a ministry because it's a beautiful church. Join a ministry because you believe in the minister who is over that ministry. The devil has destroyed a lot of good because people look at ministers like angels drop from heaven. Listen to me. Tonight I'm here to announce to you there are men and women picked from among you. I said there are men and women picked from among you. The Bible says that I've chosen David, my anointed, whom I'll put my spirit upon. You see, the anointing of a man makes a difference from all. Are you still here? And until you can connect to that anointing, your life will still remain the same. People are in prosperous ministries, but they're not prospering because they, they can't receive the impartation of the spirit. Tonight I here to let I came here to let you know that divine impact is a period where we wait for God for us to for him to push us into our destiny. Paul said, Know we no man's hands what after the flesh. Don't know any man after the flesh, especially if that man or that woman is called to lead you into your destiny. Don't know after the flesh. What do I mean? Look beyond what you see in the natural and see the gift of God. I say see beyond what you see in the natural. Jesus went to his own country. He couldn't do any good miracle. He couldn't do any thing. Whilst others are being blessed when he got to his own country, they're like, isn't that Jesus the carpenter's son? And his brothers and sisters are with us? You see, impartation makes it all the difference. All the power to heal the cripple, heal the dead, create wonderful situations, but he couldn't do it. He being the son of God, because they block the anointing that he carries. Your life cannot be impacted if you always look at people from what? Human perspective. Look at them from spiritual perspective. That person can be your son. That person can be your daughter. But does he have what it takes to bless your life? Tonight, I want you to know that there is a connection called destiny connection. And every group of people that have destiny and are going somewhere should be connected to this destiny. Here, we have called our connection Wisdom Chapel, Wisdom International Network Ministries. Other places, they call it different names. But let me tell you, when you, went, when you go into those places, look out for the person who carries the anointing over that place. Am I still talking to somebody? Because without connecting to that empowerment, without connecting to that authority, you see, your life cannot be impacted. In Matthew 5, 6, Jesus said, you've made my word of none effective because of your traditions. You've made my word of none effective because of what? Your traditions. You see, traditions can... Hinder us from receiving impartation. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Traditions, you see, traditions are things that people have established in their mind about how things should go in God's church. Traditions. Oh, in our church, we don't do it this way. Oh, in our ministry, we don't do it that way. Who determines what should be done in the ministry or not? If it's not the spirit of God, who should determine? You see, so we sit around traditions and we allow the power that is in the word not to become effective in our life because we are thinking about what man is thinking more than what God is thinking. 
It's important for us to have a mindset of people who are going somewhere. And always look out for, that say the Lord. When God says jump and man says jump, who are you going to listen to, man or God? Or when man says jump and God says sit down, who are you going to listen to, man or God? And you see, in our bit of trying to please man, we have missed God. But you see, when you, the person you're following hears God and understands God, you don't have to come and tell the person God said. They know. Why? Because spiritual people communicate on the same spiritual wavelength. They understand each other. They can understand each other's body language. Said, daughter, son, it's about time we look for a, a space and just, you know, send you off to go do what you're going to do or what God has called you to do. I spoke with somebody this afternoon. I said, you know why we lose people in our ministry? The person said, no, I don't know. It's because when they tell us they want to go, we fight with them. Like if I fight with my sons when they're about to leave, when they go, they're not going to come back. I won't do that. I won't. If my dad fought with me, I won't, even, I won't go back to visit. Because anytime I think of going back, you know what I'm thinking about? Going to start another fight. But if you bless them and release them, you see, they might go, but there will still be an extension of you. Are you still hearing what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, this business is not yours, it's God's. And it's giving all of us opportunity to take a piece and run with it. Guess what? I will die and go and this work will still continue. Why? Because I imparted life to continue. Somebody say amen. Jesus being the Lord of glory, he chose 12. He chose people because he knows that he has but a short time to impact life. Say impact. You see, he chose 12 and he put his spirit upon them. Yes, they had issues like everybody else. Peter denied him. Judas betrayed him. Come on, give me. Thomas couldn't believe anything he said. Do you have something in your ministry like that? Everything you say, but, 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 possible, but, you know, the budget, the budget. Like budget, when did you start having budget? started by faith. Think about it. Business starts with what? With the budget, with the capital. Just starts by faith. We walk in here by faith. We've been here five years by faith. Now you're going to tell me about budget? Are you living by faith or are you living by sight? But there are people, anytime you want to do something, they'll tell you but. Say but is for people who are not ready to make a move. Anytime you want to make a move, don't put bad in your sentences. Are you still here? So you need divine connection. You need people who knows where you're going, who can deal with the type of person you are. How many of you know we're created differently? We have different personalities. Some of us look at life differently. There are a group of people when you join them, you're killing yourself. You either compromise or you what? Act like them. But some of us, we don't act like people easily. We're so convinced about what God is telling us that we're all controversial, always controversial. When they are going left, you want to go right. And you can't convince me because that's what I see. You see, you need people who can understand your personality, the tough A-type personality that you are. You hear what I'm saying? So you can't just go anywhere. You have to link up, say link up, with people who understand you. Let me give you three points of how we could destroy impartation over our lives. The number one destroyer of impartation 
And transfer of anointing is lack of faith and trust in the ministry. The ministry. See, I've told you ministry forms out of a minister's anointing. So every ministry is different. Every ministry is different. But let me tell you something. God gave us this grace to make profit. Profit is not only in numbers. Profit is not only in monetary what amount. Profit can also be the lives we change in. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Profit can mean that you're doing something worthwhile. People are getting blessed. Their lives are being what imparted. So tomorrow I'll share a few things and I'll let you know that the moment you start counting how many people come to your service, the freer you become to become all what is called to be. I'll talk to the leaders tomorrow. Don't miss out if you want to hear that. We're used to always counting heads. It's not about the number of people. It's about what? The effectiveness of what you're doing. What about if God called you to only touch 50 people's life the whole time he was called you to live here? How about that? Because you don't know that about God. You're looking at Bishop TDJs and you're missing out on your own assignment. The devil is a liar. What God called him to do is what he's doing. What has God called you to do? Do you know what God called you to do? Are you doing exact, exactly that? So that somebody comes to compare you with somebody, and then you lose courage. You lose that energy God gave you. The disciples said when they were told not to preach in the name of Jesus, they made a statement, and always that statement stays with me. It says, we've not lost sight of the heavenly vision. We've not lost sight of the heavenly vision. It means that heaven was open to you and you saw exactly what God wants you to do. Lack of faith. Romans 14, 23 says that anything done without faith is sin. A lot of people are sinning they don't know. Lack of faith. You have to trust God and the ministry under which he's placed you. That let me take, let me say this cautiously. Even if the minister is going wrong, God will still protect you. Because your faith is not in the man. It's in the anointing that is over the man. Are you still here? Man cannot manufacture anointing. God gives them the anointing. Look, somebody can be blessing a group of people. Somebody hears rumors about them. Then it's done. It's over. Lack of faith too. I've told you rumors and gossip can destroy impartation. Until they heard that he is a thief, until they heard that he is X, Y, and Z, they were blessed, their children prospering and flourishing. But all of a sudden, they will begin to believe rumor over the true anointing over the man. How many of you know God doesn't take anointing from people? His gifts and his calling are without repentance. We lose faith in the gifts. We lose faith in the word calling. We would just stand aside, don't want to be what? Uh, uh, associated with whatever rumor they're saying about the person. But is it true that what they're saying is true? And even if it's true, has he blessed your life? Has he touched you one way or the other? Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me tonight? Because at the end of the day, it is the anointing of the person. 
It is the anointing over the person. So I talk about faith. I talk about uh, gossips and rumors. I'm talking about now familiarity. Say familiarity. People become so familiar with the anointing that the same anointing that blessed them now is one of those things. That's why the church takes its time, organizes a powerful meeting, and its own members doesn't show. Because why? It's one of those things. We could go on Sunday, but people have traveled to come see. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because familiarity is a killer of anointing. Like they told Jesus, we know you. We read it from the Amplifier and it was so sad. You want us to read that? Matthew uh, 13, 57. Minister Mark, can you help us with that? Matthew 13, 57. It was so sad. They had their nose high. They looked down on him. And like in Africa, they chewed him. Him too. I don't get to do that. I don't know every black people do that. Every black person do that, right? From the Caribbean, you do that, right? It's a very dis what? disrespectful art. If you piss me off, I'll do that. And some people add where to it, chia. <laughs> Who said chia? Look at Matthew. Please put it in the amplifier. Is it in the amplifier? It says, and they took offense at him. They were repelled. And hindered what from acknowledging his authority and caused to stumble. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his own country and in his own word. Go up a little, please, to a few verses up, maybe 54. Let's look at what transpired before that. It says, In coming to his own country, Nazareth, he taught in their synagogue so that they were what amazed with bewildered wonder. And said, where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous what power? Is that this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? And are not his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? And do not all his sisters live here among us? Where then did this man get all these? I think the message will be better. You see, they started questioning his authority. Oh, but we know you. You went to that high school in the corner, the high school that nobody ever wore slippers. You know, they can say bad things. And then if you don't have confidence in what God has called you to do, quickly you will just pack off. I remember when I was ordained one her strong woman told me, you, I will never call you pastor. You Samyadi. Samyadi is what we know. I said, thank you. I went back and all of a sudden, I started having doubts about my call. Then my spiritual leader, yeah, he had the conversation. He was sitting in a small room. He called me and said, you know what? Let me tell you one secret. She's speaking the truth. Because she doesn't see you as such. And from now on, don't ever walk into a place thinking that everybody's going to give you a standing ovation because you have a title passed over you. Then I said, wow, that's a revelation. He said, let me tell you something. God will not consult men to call you. And because they don't know God called you, they will disrespect you until they see what God has given to you. So your responsibility now is... Not to prove to them, but prove to yourself that you're called by God. Not too long she started coming to me for counseling. Are you getting what I'm saying? 
Learn to earn people's trust, ladies and gentlemen. Don't push it on them. I don't go to places introducing myself as apostle, doctor, prophet, evangelist, teacher. I don't do that. I call my name. Because my dad gave me a name which I love, Samiari. If you don't add any title to it, don't disrespect that name. I'll fight for it. Because my name makes me. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't go tell people who you are. They won't accept it. Let them come to know you and say, oh, so all along, this is who you are. There's a, a lady who made a statement in Spanish, I, I wish I kept. Like a beautiful face. Something, a beautiful heart cannot be read in the face of something. We were talking and said, you, you sound like you're some philosopher or something. Then I laughed. I said, you don't know everything about me. Then to surprise her, I gave her my business. He said, that's why. He said something in Spanish. That's why. And I've been going there close to three years. When she said that, then I said, what did you say? And she interpreted it that way. I said, you know why I don't do that? Because I want you to accept me for me. Because the moment I say I'm a pastor, all of you are sitting up. When I come around, you're acting as a fool, but you still start acting. No, I want you to be yourself. And plus, I want to be myself too. Because at the end of the day, guess what? I'm a human being. Before the anointing, I want you to accept me for me. Don't accept me because I gave you something. So now you can't eat the fruit. You want to kill me? Are you here? So Jesus wanted the people to know where I was coming from is where I am going. And if you can see where I'm going and identify with where I'm going, we can all make it together. That's divine connection. That's divine connection. Gossip destroys anointing more than anything else. Proverbs chapter 11, 11 to 14. Proverbs 16, 28. And since we'll come back tomorrow, I'll cut it short for you to go have a good night, sleep, and come back tomorrow afternoon. Amen. Tomorrow, in more into leadership. And those of you that God is calling closer to come, you know, you might not be an apostle, pastor, evangelist, but you have a desire, a desire, a zeal to serve God. You need to be trained into that and have a strong heart to fight every enemy that wants to stop you from fulfilling that. Look at Proverbs 11, 11. It says, by the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted by what? It is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. Wicked people in the church, they're destroying the church by their, their, their mouth, their words. I always give this example. Why go speak evil about your church outside and turn around and want to invite them to the church? Why do that? It's just like all of us have homes. Is our homes nice and dandy? No. Not always. Sometimes we have issues in our home, but that's our castle. We keep it to ourselves. You fight with your brother, you don't go share it outside. You see strangers, you laugh and hide each other and hold each other's hands. That's what you do. You say, oh, your family is so loving. And you say, no, bro, you don't know, we just fought. <laughs> are you hearing what I'm saying? This is your family. This is, these are your brothers and sisters. Fight and argue here. You go outside, zip it. Because when you speak negative about your church, you're destroying the church. He that is void of wisdom disperses his what? Despised his neighbor. But a man of understanding what? Holded his peace. Brother, we are out of time. Rush, rush, rush. 13. 
I said 11 to 14. A tellbearer reveals a secret, but he that is of a faithful spirit. The word faithful spirit, if we had time, I would have emphasized on that. A lot of church members are not faithful. You see, the word faithful can be interpreted simply for all of us to understand it. You see, your heart is full of faith that you're seeing doubtful things, but it doesn't contaminate you. It's simple, right? Faithful. Somebody who is faithful is they're struggling, but they're still keeping their word. That's faithful. You see, we try to, oh, I got revelation. There's no revelation. It's just God allowing you to understand simple words. You know who a tailbearer is? In the olden days, there are people who carried messages around. You see, but it came to a time, those who were not sent were still doing that. And because they were not giving right messages, they created their own. That's gossip. That's the basic of gossip. Plain and simple. Talking about somebody you don't know, doesn't know anything about, but you still want to make it what convincing that you know them. But you don't know that it's character assassination and you're murdering the person. You're killing them. So be careful how you talk about men and women of God. Be careful. Be careful how you talk about your brothers and sisters. They are all God's children. God will not well, let you go scot free when you do that. Gossip. Gossip. Tear bearer. He says, but he that is of a faithful love that concealeth about her. You know the children of uh, what do you call it? Noah. There were two groups. One group exposed his father's nakedness and two went to what? Backwards and covered. That's what I'm talking about. The father acted a fool. Say fool. He acted a fool. He needs to be exposed, but they concealed it. They covered the father. That's what faithful sons and daughters do. They cover their father's nakedness. They are, you, uh, me, I don't know. They're not lying. They're concealing the matter. Because when they open up and they say anything, many people are going to suffer. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When you get the privilege to get closer to dignity, to spiritual authority, it's a big responsibility on you. Because they are human beings. You might see things you're not supposed to see. You might hear things you're not supposed to hear. You must have a faithful spirit to conceal a matter. Because at the end of the day, what would you get after you've destroyed the man? You've worked for the devil. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So divine connection simply says that when a great woman or a great man gives me access to their private life, the responsibility is on me to shush and to promote the good in the person. Are you still here? Are you still here? I've done this thing over 30 something years. What I've determined to do like Paul is not to know anything except what Jesus Christ and whom crucified. What I don't know is when I'm making some, somebody and somebody else is telling me how bad they are. Have you seen that? I hate that. I'm intelligent enough to know how bad they are. Give me the chance to know for me myself. Don't try to put things in. It's gossip. It's character assassination. You're killing a person before another person. 14 says that where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Let me chip in this. If you're having a problem with your spiritual authority, look for another spiritual authority who is mature that can give you sound word counsel. Sound counsel is sound advice. 
I told somebody I know, don't rush it. Take your time. Take your time because you see there are places when you're leaving, you don't want to destroy it before you leave. You might need to come back. Take your time. Take your time. Some of you look for you think it's better. Grass is always greener on the other side. You, but then you want to come back. You can't come. Why? Because you destroyed a place before. Learn always to use wisdom. Say wisdom. Wisdom is profitable to direct. At the end of the day, you need everybody God puts in your life. But you have to pick and choose when you need somebody in a particular moment and a particular time. When you grow and pack your thing and leave your family house, would you come for a Thanksgiving? Yes, so don't slam the door behind you. When you get into trouble, you know you need people that know you better than you know yourself. And when you get into trouble, that's why you know those who love you and those who really, really are suckers, they came to suck your blood. Rise up tonight. If this message has blessed you, you can visit us at Wisdom Chapel International, 2941 Boston Road, Bronx, New York, 10469. Or go to www.wisdomchapelinternational.org. That's www.wisdomchapelint.org. For more information, you can call 718-515-6211. That's 718-515-6211.